and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets. I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I can be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible, and it is a New American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. It truly is a treasure for your home, and you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I am following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 173. We are in week 35, which is amazing, right? And if this is your first time here, I'm just so glad you clicked on today's episode. So you can absolutely just begin here and go to the end of the year and then pick up on all the episodes before now for that to be your year in the Bible, right? Or you can go ahead and stop this episode right now, go to day one, and let today literally be your first day in reading the Bible in a year. Either way, it's just great to have you here on the podcast. So if you've been here since the beginning, way to go. We are doing it, right? We're doing it. And so, you know, if you joined later, if you haven't been here since the beginning, you've been here for a little while, if you've been here for a week, however long, I just want to remind you that I have actually never read the entire Bible. Okay. So I am not going to sit here and pretend to know everything because I don't. But as I have been reading throughout this year and last year, my curiosity was peaking, you know, and I was like, huh, I need to, I need to learn more about this book. And so I have, you know, found myself in various commentaries um, with Chuck Missler or Mike Winger. Um, wonderful uh, viewpoints I have found uh, both of those from both of those people. So um, that's been great as well, just to kind of broaden that. I've also bought some, um, let's see, I've gotten a interlineal Bible. So that's Greek and Hebrew. I'm going to be getting into that. I've brought a vocabulary guide to biblical Hebrew and a Vines um, expository dictionary of Old and New Testament words. So I am just curious. And in our homeschool, we're going to be learning some Hebrew as well. Uh, I'm going to teach the boys uh, just some of the Hebrew letters. And (laughs) it's just going to be fun. I think we're going to be also studying the feasts, Um, you know, the feasts that Jesus practiced, the roots of Christianity. They're so important for us to know. And um, I'm also, you know, let's see, it's, I've been presented the name Yeshua and Yahweh, right? We know Yahweh, but maybe Yeshua we might not be as familiar with, but that is Jesus's name. And, um, so yeah, just 
the the possibilities are endless, right? And in this book, it's just so powerful and life-changing. So thank you for just those few minutes just to add some things. And if your curiosity is peaked now, you can check those things out as well. You can always reach out to me in an email too if you have any questions about those things that I just mentioned. So please feel free to reach out at any time. All right. Well, today we're going to be reading Isaiah 30 through 32 and 1 Corinthians 5. Isaiah chapter 30, Judah warned against Egyptian allegiance. Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who execute a plan, but not mine, and make an alliance, but not of my spirit, in order to add sin to sin, who proceed down to Egypt without consulting me, to take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore, the safety of Pharaoh will be your shame and the shelter in the shadow of Egypt your humiliation. For their princes are at Zone, and their ambassadors arrive at Haines. Everyone will be ashamed because of a people who cannot profit them, who are not for help or profit, but for shame and also for reproach. The oracle concerning the beasts of the Negev, through a land of distress and anguish, from where come lioness and lion, viper and flying serpent. They carry their riches on the backs of young donkeys and their treasures on camels' humps. To a people who cannot profit them, even Egypt, whose help is vain and empty. Therefore, I have called her Rahab, who has been exterminated. Now go, write it on a tablet before them, and inscribe it on a scroll, that it may serve in the time to come as a witness forever. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instruction of the Lord, who say to the seers, You must not see visions, and to the prophets, You must not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us pleasant words, prophesy illusions. Get out of the way, turn aside from the path. Let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel, since you have rejected this word and have put your trust in oppression and guile and have relied on them, therefore this this iniquity will be to you like a breach about to fall, a bulge in a high wall, whose collapse comes suddenly in an instant whose collapse is like the smashing of a potter's jar, so ruthlessly shattered that a sherd will not be found among its pieces to take fire from a hearth or to scoop water from a cistern. For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved, in quietness and trust is your strength, but you were not willing. And you said, No, for we will flee on horses, therefore you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses. Therefore, those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand will flee at the threat of one man. You will flee at the threat of five until you are left as a flag on a mountaintop and as a signal on a hill. God is gracious and just. Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are all those who long for him. O people in Zion, inhabitant in Jerusalem, you will weep no longer. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry when he hears it. He will answer you. Although the Lord has given you bread of privation and water of oppression, he, your teacher, will no longer hide himself, but your eyes will behold your teacher. Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left, And you will defile your graven images overlaid with silver and your molten images plated with gold. You will scatter them as an impure thing and say to them, Be gone. 
Then he will give your rain for the seed which you will sow in the ground and bread from the yield of the ground, and it will be rich and plen- plenteous. On that day your livestock will graze in a roomy pasture. Also, the oxen and the donkeys which work the ground will eat salted fodder which has been winnowed with shovel and fork. On every lofty mountain and on every high hill, there will be streams running with water on the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. The light of the moon will be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days on the day the Lord binds up the fracture of his people and heals the bruise he has inflicted. Behold, the name of the Lord comes from a remote place, Burning is his anger, and dense is his smoke. His lips are filled with indignation, and his tongue is like a consuming fire. His breath is like an overflowing torrent, which reaches to the neck to shake the nations back and forth in a sieve, and to put in the jaws of the peoples the bridle which leads to ruin. You will have songs as in the night when you keep the festival, and gladness of heart as when one marches to the sound of the flute to go to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will cause his voice of authority to be heard, and the descending of his arm to be seen in fierce anger, and in the flame of a consuming fire, in cloudburst, downpour, and hailstones. For at the voice of the Lord, Assyria will be terrified, when he strikes with the rod and every blow of the rod of punishment, which the Lord will lay on him, will be with the music of tambourines and lyres. And in battles, brandishing weapons, he will fight them. For Topheth has long been ready. Indeed, it has prepared for the king. He has made it deep and large, a pyre of fire with plenty of wood. The breath of the Lord, like a torrent of brimstone, sets it afire. Help not in Egypt, but in God. Chapter 31. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they do not look to the Holy One of Israel nor seek the Lord. Yet he also is wise and will bring disaster and does not retract his words, but will arise against the house of evildoers and against the help of the workers of iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men and not God and their horses are flesh and not spirit. So the Lord will stretch out his hand, and he who helps will stumble, and he who is helped will fall, and all of them will come to an end together. For thus says the Lord to me, as the lion or the young lion growls over his prey, against which a band of shepherds is called out, and he will not be terrified at their voice, nor disturbed at their noise, so will the Lord of hosts come down to wage war on Mount Zion and on its hill. Like flying birds, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will pass over and rescue it. Return to him from whom you have deeply defected, O sons of Israel. For in that day every man will cast away his silver idols and his gold idols, which your sinful hands have made for you as a sin. And the Assyrian will fall by a sword, not of man. And a sword, not of man, will devour him. So he will not escape the sword. And his young men will become forced laborers. His rock will pass away because of panic, and his princes will be terrified at the standard, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. The Glorious Future, Chapter 32 Behold, a king will reign righteously, and princes will rule justly. Each will be like a refuge from the wind and a shelter from the storm, like the shade, like streams of water in 
a dry country, like the shade of a huge rock in a parched land. Then the eyes of those who see will not be blinded, and the ears of those who hear will listen. The mind of the hasty will discern the truth, and the tongue of the stammerers will hasten to speak clearly. No longer will the fool be called noble, or the rogue be spoken of as generous. For a fool speaks nonsense, and his heart inclines toward wickedness. To practice ungodliness and to speak error against the Lord, to keep the hungry person unsatisfied, and to withhold drink from the thirsty. As for a rogue, his weapons are evil. He devises wicked schemes, to destroy the afflicted with slander, even though the needy one speaks what is right. But the noble man devises noble plans, and by noble plans he stands. Rise up, you women who are at ease, and hear my voice. Give ear to my word, you complacent daughters. Within a year and a few days you will be troubled, O complacent daughters, for the vintage is ended, and the fruit gathering will not come. Tremble, you women who are at ease. Be troubled, you complacent daughters. Strip, undress, and put sackcloth on your waist. Beat your breasts for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine, for the land of my people in which thorns and briars shall come up, yea, for all the joyful houses and for the jubilant city. Because the palace has been abandoned, the populated city forsaken, hill and watchtower have become caves forever, a delight for wild donkeys, a pasture for flocks, until the Spirit is poured out upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fertile field, and the fertile field is considered as a forest. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness will abide in the fertile field, and the work of righteousness will be peace, and the service of righteousness quietness, and confidence forever. Then my people will live in a peaceful habitation and in secure dwellings and in undisturbed resting places, and it will hail when the forest comes down and the city will be utterly laid low. How blessed will you be, you who sow beside all waters, who let out freely the ox and the donkey. First Corinthians chapter five, immorality rebuked. It is actually reported that there is immorality among you, an immorality of such a kind as does not exist even among the Gentiles, that someone has his father's wife. You have become arrogant and have not mourned instead, so that the one who had done this deed would be removed from your midst. For I, on my part, though absent in body but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this, as though I were present. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I, with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven, so that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. I did not at all mean with the immoral people of this world, or with the covetous and swindlers, or with idolaters, for when you would have to go out of the world. 
but actually I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? But those who are outside, God judges. Remove the wicked man from among yourselves. And those are our readings today. I wanted to just look up something really quickly that I mentioned yesterday. Let's see. Okay, so the part about um, here in 1 Corinthians today, clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump, just as you are in fact unleavened, for Christ our Passover also has been sacrificed. So um, in the book that I mentioned yesterday, Holidays and the Feasts by Nicholas Campbell, it says when the Passover signified in the past and pointed to in the future has come and is found in Christ. So there is that right there. But also what is important in this, um, in this chapter here, talking about judgment, right? And Judgment is something that we experience a lot, and maybe we don't even realize um, how much we do, especially uh, given the world of social media, right? I mean, when we're just scrolling, <laughs> it's it's very interesting when we start to pay attention to kind of what we think about, right? And so this is important to understand that, you know, Paul is not saying don't associate, you know, or, or don't judge Okay, hang on. He's saying that the judging is for those in the body of Christ, not anyone on the outside. So I think I've mentioned this before, and I found great liberation in understanding this because that is the, the, those people are not for us to judge. And by judging, it just means I feel like it, it's practicing discernment. It's just not being in the presence of those in the body of Christ who are still uh, immoral, covetous, idolater, you know, reveler, drunkard, swindler. And it was so important to eat together, to commune together and have meals together. And he says, not even to eat with such a one. So it is distancing yourself from those people who are in the body, right? And, but those on the outside of the body of Christ, they, they are not for us to judge. That is for God to judge. And we can pray. We can absolutely pray for those people. And it's important for us to remember that. And, you know, I can't remember what book it's mentioned in. I know it's in the New Testament, but there is um, a part that, that does encourage us to reach out to people who are in the body of Christ, who are believers, right, within our lives, um, to to talk with them privately, right, to have a conversation and to check in with them, to hold them, you know, basically hold them accountable. We don't want to, you know, be too judgy, right? But we, but that is an opportunity for us to say, hey, you know, what do you think about this, right? Do you think maybe you know, 
might, you might want to change your ways, right? What do you think about this? And just having those conversations. And then if they are not willing to change and are still, you know, considering themselves believers, because yes, that absolutely, those people absolutely do exist, of course, then that at that point, it would be to, you know, make the tough decision and, and maybe just not, not surround yourselves with, with that person or those people in your life. And I know that that's hard. Um, but those are the people that we are called to, you know, for lack of a better word, judge, but not the ones outside of the body of Christ. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for just your wisdom. We only want your wisdom. We don't want our own. Lord, we want yours and we continue to receive it each and every time that we come together in your word. And this is an important one on judgment because those who do not believe, Lord, that we are not supposed to judge. No, they are for you to judge. And we just ask that we can pray for those in our lives who need your wisdom, your direction, your guidance, who need to give their life to Jesus so that they can walk the righteous path and that they can have a relationship with you, Almighty Father. It's so important. And so we just ask for the ability and the, uh, let's see, the intention to pray for those around us and for those who aren't around us. We can pray at large for people, absolutely. And we just also ask for forgiveness when we have been judgmental of those who are not believers. We, we, we ask for that forgiveness. And we ask for your direction and guidance in our lives, in our words, in our deeds, with other believers in our lives where we might have to have a conversation with them. We ask for your guidance with that. And we just, we thank you for all of your blessings in our lives. We ask for a grateful heart and a transformed mind in Christ. We say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Lots of information for you today about other resources that you can check out. So if you have any questions, please feel free to send me an email and I'll be happy to share with you um, some of the things that I mentioned today. Keep sharing this with people and I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.